2: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at RareDrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever
1: wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon check it out. Hey
2: everyone, this is Wayne from Kings Coast Coffee. The holidays are in full swing over here. Our famous Kings Cocoa is returned for the season, as well as our holiday tradition, the Christmas blend. Keep an eye out for a special retro roast, midnight release, as well as the 12 days of Kings Coast. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com for your one-stop holiday shopping needs.
1: Evan punched it to hyperspace. Oh
2: boy, here we go. Let the anger roll. I lost all my synthwave beats. Welcome to Star Wars and Scotch episode 27. This episode is titled The Tragedy of Not Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's the tragedy of my childhood, I guess. (laughs) Tragedy of... He's supposed to be dead. We'll talk about it. Don't worry. Thank you for Mm. the hype train. Petey with 12. Thank you so much. Eddie with 8. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, Twitch chat. We appreciate all the chats hanging out with us tonight because there's more than just two, which is exciting. Except Facebook? I see you, Facebook. I see yeah, you, Facebook. Ben and Justin and Seth and Josh and Doris and Brennan. I see all of you. Uh, all right. Here. Do I have to get all the stuff out of the way now or else Ben will whip me, right? Yeah. Just. just
0: can we save
1: it for the end?
2: <laughs> you want to save it for the end? Seriously, the end. All right. You sure? I want to talk about the star. I'm Wars just saying, if it, if I get in trouble from Ben, I'm going to. You're not going to get in trouble. It's fine. I'm just going to throw it back to you. I yeah, don't want the yeah, CMO back. to yell at me and be like, you nah. are not marketing the product effectively.
1: No, it's fine. You got to sprinkle it in there. Maybe do it halfway through the show. Oh, mid rolls are the
2: worst. I hate mid rolls, Tim.
1: <laughs> yeah, just work it in through the, through the middle. Dominic, thanks for four.
2: All right, let's go. Um, Tim and I hated this episode. I watched it yeah. again, and I actually hated it more the second time. Oh, because I went into nitpick mode. Oh uh, no. And when Kevin goes into nitpick mode, there's just no hope. Um, um, for an episode, uh, it's similar to it the, what I've told you, Tim, in the past. How people ruined Harry Potter for me. Um, what are we drinking? I'm just drinking Jack Daniels tonight because right. screwball and hot cocoa. I need to be to be in in. I need I need Jack to do the talking for me tonight. That's why. It's okay to be wrong. It is. It is. It's okay to be wrong. Like when you're Disney and you establish a new canon and you spend years, years establishing things, years and rewriting them. Years. And then because you just want to push your agenda of putting out another spin-off television show, you bring back a character and turn them into f-ing Superman.
1: That I don't understand, Kevin. Kevin, why is Boba Fett... Why do people care so much about him? He's he's a pushover he's, in episode six. He doesn't do anything cool. All he says is... He, he's get, he gets told no incineration. That's it! Why? I and, and it, it, Here's the crazy part. People don't love Boba Fett because he's Boba Fett. People love Boba Fett because of what he represents. The Mandalorian people. The armor, the attitude, the bounty hunting. Like like it it was a mysterious culture and mysterious people that we didn't know a lot about because it really wasn't it wasn't in the movies and like I, that's why I think people like Boba Fett like they like
2: they like the Mandalorian people they like the way Boba Fett was a cool And we got that. Boba Fett was a cool toy to own back in the day.
1: Yeah, he was and like his 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 his, his uh his ship was really neat. And then when they introduced Django, we get more of a backstory as to who Boba Fett is. I was like, okay, that's cool. And they kind of like closed up that story a bit. And then they reintroduced him in the Clone Wars. And he kind of became his own character. But he was a whiny
2: little bastard. And
1: no, like he wasn't fun.
2: So I knew this was coming. Someone was like, but what about Darth Maul? Darth Maul had no previous real backstory in current canon. Let me say that. We're not talking about EU. We're talking about Disney canon tonight. And we're going to stick to Disney canon. Yep. So, Darth Maul didn't have anything besides what we knew about him in Clone Wars as a backstory. Disney developed his backstory over time. Boba in Disney canon, they have been setting the stage for so much. He's not a Mandalorian. Neither was his father. Blah, 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 blah. We've heard it all. He's also an asshole and a bad guy in all of the canon comics. Now he is this resilient hero... Who is, who is pledging his his life, whatever the hell's going on with him and Mando, all over the armor, and it makes no sense. It makes no. none. Nothing anyone has said. Not one person has said something that has made me feel like, oh, this is why it makes sense, because it doesn't. It goes against every other precedent they've set. And the thing that hmm. pisses me off the most Is that I know in my heart of hearts, this came from a marketing meeting where John and Dave were sat down and said, look, we want to make a Boba spinoff. We need you to write him into the show, which is why he was so poorly written into this episode. Poorly. Action was great. 100%. Very cool. But the the entire premise of his existence, the whole now he's a master surgeon as well who can can harvest droid parts and put Fennec back together in the middle of Tatooine. He knew Cobb Vanth had his armor, yet he waited till a Mandalorian went halfway across the galaxy to go get it from him instead of retrieving it from the easy target that he sat and knew for four years was sitting there. That is the biggest crock of bullshit in the entire episode is that he knew Cobb Vanth had his armor and he waited till Mando went to Tython, which is a whole other crock of shit that we'll get into later. He waited till Mando went to Tython to get his armor back. Yeah. Oh, oh, he went from the outer rim to the core. Like, how did how did that happen? Oh, that's a whole other can of worms. Tython has been moved in Disney canon. Wait, what do you mean it got moved? It's not in the inner core. It's in the outer rim now. Oh, the fuck! I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why Fennec says the outer rim and the star map in the beginning shows it in the outer rim. But they, and then we arrive on this planet
1: core in that one episode. Oh. We
2: arrive on this planet where it's like, do we have enough in the budget to actually go film somewhere that looks like Tython? Nah, but it looks like we could just throw some rocks into the middle of the Hollywood Hills and uh, do like a Stonehenge thing. Does that work? I, I didn't know they moved Tython. Yeah. It's in the outer rim now. What? And that's a, wait, 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 wait
1: hold on. Wait, Hold on, but Titan is supposed to be like like where it all started. Like the first ever Jedi temple is supposed to be on this planet. Mm-hmm. What were they doing in the Outer Rim?
2: I don't know, ask Fennec.
1: Oh no, oh, Kevin. Oh no, this ruins everything. I didn't know that.
2: It's one thing to say this is a different part of Tython, because I've ho- I've heard that. I've heard this is a different part of Tython. Cool. Oh, no. If you had the opportunity as the director or the writer or the person in charge of creative to show Tython off in canon for the first time ever, couldn't you just do a temple flyby? And then we go to the middle of the Hollywood Hills with the fake Stonehenge for the child to do a very cool thing. I loved that it was a little drawn out it was, and it didn't okay, fit so the Kevin cadence.
1: real quick, I'm on Wikipedia and it still has it listed as Deep core
2: She Phoenix says outer rim in the episode.
1: I know, I just want to let you know there's still hope it's a different Titan. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they got confused.
2: Apparently, Robert to... Rodriguez was a last-minute replacement to direct this episode, too.
1: Maybe they went to Tython, not Tython.
2: It said ruins? Rocks are ruins?
1: But that, that looked like Stonehenge to me. It was. not even look a temple.
2: You can showcase ruins as ruins, not a bunch of rocks in the Hollywood Hills. Because I'd bet money that's where they filmed that.
1: Oh, I found I found a I found an article on denofgeek.com, and the question that is posted is: Did the Mandalorian just change the location of Titan?
2: The temple was so many years ago. How could it be standing? Man, it's crazy that we have nothing standing what from two thousand years you, ago. There's freaking Zepho structures around here, and these are from what? do You mean? That is the lamest excuse I've heard so far. No no not
1: when you, when when you've got when you have ancient sith temples and you have ancient zepho temples that outdate the sith temples and they're perfectly fine don't give me that crap the jedi haven't around, been around that long if this is the first temple it definitely should be standing if Zepho's temples are still standing don't give me that
2: carry on Kevin I mean the action sequences were great they were, they were awesome. Albeit, Boba is now, you know, the most elite dude. Fighter when did Boba Fett become become this
1: crazy James Bond
2: guy? I don't know, but if he could do that four years ago, maybe he wouldn't have fell into the mouth dude, of the yeah. Sarlacc and somehow yeah, didn't how get the is it, front how part is it of five his face. years ago, he gets just he gets bullied around like he's a, just a paperweight. Yeah, and somehow his the front part of his face is completely unharmed from the acid in the belly of the Sarlacc. Everything's working up front. He also gained a lot of weight in the belly of the star I mean, you get old, you gain weight. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to hit no, the man there. No, it's just there. like honestly, it was just like
1: he doesn't fit in
2: that. Ooh, what happened to you? It was filmed in Arizona. That's close enough. But that was not the lush green everything no. else we've heard about Tython.
1: No, it it was that didn't feel like a Jedi temple to me. That felt like a Jedi ruin or a place of meditation. That we're not was... talking
2: about EU tonight. We're talking about Disney canon. No, because EU doesn't matter right now in this conversation. I love you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love you. EU is cool, and both EU is actually
1: awesome. In in we're we're
2: talking about what is considered Disney canon right now. We're talking about Disney canon because it's very 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 prevalent to why Tim and I are very upset. At how bad this episode was, <laughs> yeah. No, and this then, was then. Then deploy the dark troopers so they can fly down, pick up the child, and fly away. Yeah. What was that? I mean, like, okay, not so even a here... shot to like allude to the fact that they're so, most likely probably made out of Beskar. Nothing.
1: So here's so here's my thing: is how many episodes do we have left? Two. Two. We have two episodes left. So he's already started showed... rallying the troops. So you show your hand. You show what you got. The second. So the next episode they get to interact with it. They get to fight it. And then the last episode they get to beat him.
2: All right. It's if gonna, that's how that gonna plays be, out, it's going to be cool just
1: dude. like we saw it. It's going to be just like we saw it in season 1 is like Moth Gideon shows up, they kind of get their asses kicked and then or they they beat up on him, they get their asses kicked and then they beat up on him and win. And that's kind of like what I see happening here. Is that they sh- he sh- you get to see the dark troopers this week. We'll fight them. And you can't beat them. And then you retreat and figure out how to beat them. And then you kick their ass.
2: Uh, someone on Facebook said the temple doesn't have to be enclosed structure. Never said it did. Have you ever seen the ruins of the temples in Greece? Maybe something along those lines? Yeah.
1: So so you have to remember. Something? Like, like Anything? Think back, to, think back to the scene. It's literally a half sphere sitting in the middle of a circle with five just just rock pillars at 45 degree angles pointing inwards. Like it's it's no more than like it's not a temple. It at that point this spot is literally designed for what Grogu does is sit on this ball and shoot out a force beacon. Cuz honestly if that's what they said if it was like take it to like take Grogu to Titan, there is this like special beacon or something or like some type of artifact that I could understand. This is more of like a Jedi artifact than anything else. This is not a temple. This isn't a place of worship. This isn't a place of of training. It's just literally some rocks and half sphere in the middle.
2: And my my point is, again, we didn't need to visit the temple. But if we're flying over Tython, wouldn't you put something in the shot to indicate where you are? Yeah. And everything we've ever known about Tython versus that was terrible.
1: this made it look like it was a, a jedi outpost not not the like the what would be considered the like one of the more sacred planets of the jedi order where the first jedi temple was erected like you would assume like that they're not, they're not getting would look... what I'm
2: saying. they're not understanding that from a a film perspective a new audience we're re- br- we're bringing back a planet from the EU reintroducing it to a lot of insane people like me, who have expectations for what should happen there, a flyover. Let me repeat: flyover, flyover, fly over, fly over. Oh gosh, of the going, temple, f- flying over to it. the stones. Are you with me? You got gotcha. this, you yep. land? Not you, Tim. I'm. I, I know you're with me. Oh, them, right? Okay. Yep. To the stones. No, nope, they're still going. I give up. I'm i following along. You can't be helped. Well, I well, I'm here. It's like I they, can. they have little boba helmets on their erect penises during that episode.
1: There was a lot of people who were just like super excited to see him. Um which I just I still I still to this day don't understand the absolute fascination with this character. Again, but, I mean, he, like, was cool he was in cool in EU and he's a badass in the Disney comics. He, but dude, he's he was, a, so ba- he was super badass in this episode. He's a like ba- when he shot the little rockets out of his knee.
2: You're not catching what I'm laying down. He's a bad badass in the Disney comics. Yeah, he's comic. a bad guy. He is yeah, he's not a, a guy. good guy. Right, he's a bad guy. He now like he, kill, he like he like burns villages down, yeah, right? He he's like got some sort of moral compass and Yeah. The empire fears him and him alone.
1: Right. God, it.
2: it was so bad. Well, he's, I mean, now
1: he's like an anti-hero. But why? They've turned him, they've turned him into an anti-hero. I don't know. I honestly, st- I still, I don't understand. You I still I can't get don't... over that. He
2: didn't take the armor from Cobb Vanth and knew Cobb Vanth had the armor. That's what I asked. I can't get over on that. On Mando
1: a minute. Why
2: didn't he just kill him?
1: Why didn't he just, like, he was there on Tatooine. He's been there for five years. I can't get over that. And he hasn't left? He has his ship. Why did he leave? Why did he stay there for five years and not do anything? I don't understand. It just like that. The, the way that they have introduced. Reintroduced this character into. Into canon. I just don't understand. Like why did they do it that way?
2: It makes. It makes Boba look. It makes him look like. a like, Hold on. If. I'm fine if you like the episode. But you came to Star Wars and Scotch. To listen to Tim and I. Talk about the episode. I am now going to tell you how much Tim and I disliked the episode. I have no problem with you personally liking the episode. Or if you want to jerk off every other Boba Fett fan on the planet. (laughs) In the galaxy even. (laughs) That's great. You do you. But if you came to Star Wars and Scotch to hear me and Tim talk about the episode. You're going to hear that we didn't like the episode.
1: Oh my god. I I can't believe that they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. And a lot of people that listen to like the explanation of why we didn't like it. I think they all agree. Like it, it's just, it was a poor introduction for this character. Um, still there's so many, so many. Oh, op- like there's so many things. There's so many questions. How to get out of the Sarlac. Why did he dump his armor? Why didn't he kill Cobb Vanth? Why? Like, why is the front of his face? Okay like why was he such a pushover in episode six and now all of a sudden he's like this unstoppable
2: secret agent. Like I just like, when did he he learn to do master droid surgery on humans in the middle of the desert?
1: There's all of these things that just don't make sense. And, and then like, it's, it's really hard for me to like always keep my mind in, in, in now Canon.
2: Cause like when you, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, just like now, now they're changing Django's story and making it more like he was a good guy. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like Django now was a foundling and he grew up as a Mandalorian and he fought in the Mandalorian Wars. And I I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like he was, I, I always thought he was just a bounty hunter. And he killed and he killed a Mandalorian and took his armor. That was always my assumption. And that's the way that he's portrayed. Like he's portrayed as just like this outlawish gunslinger in episode two. And I just, I like, they're changing so much.
2: And I don't understand why. The retcon of him being a pushover is because George made him a clone super soldier no, but he's an annoying little jackass pushover in Clone Wars too. Oh, he's such a pain in the ass. I I dislike it's not like his. It's like we character. don't have any backstory from him in Disney. He's he's no different. He's a rambunctious little asshole in Clone Wars too. Yep. It's not just the movies. We have context. And again, referencing the Darth Maul comparison. Darth Maul was a nice buildup to information that we never would have known, and the information filled in the blanks. Now we are presented with an entire character that I can't help but think has to do with selling a spinoff show. I can't well, get that out of my it was head. Already,
1: it was already confirmed that there was going to be a Boba Fett series, So
2: I just like we'll get an Obi-Wan series. I can't get that out of my head, so I can't understand why it's like, hey, I know we've been saying this for five years, but now it's this. Also, the bleeding obvious, uh, we'll probably fill in the blanks in comics and books over the next two decades, okay? Uh, So, Boba Fett show, get excited! Yeah. Felt like a shit marketing move.
1: Yeah, it just, like, it really adds nothing. It also adds nothing to to his story. Like, to to Din Djarin's story. Like, it it was one thing when Bo-Katan showed up. Like it, one, she was a very familiar character. She had already been established in Rebels. We knew what she was doing. We were already like, as, a, as someone who, if you had watched Rebels, you already had an emotional connection to her and to her cause. You knew what she was doing as a new, as a new viewer to the Star Wars universe, you would just understand that she is an important person, but you don't really know why. So you want to keep watching to figure that out. Um, like, I think they did her character very, very well. Boba adds absolutely nothing to this story.
2: Django's canon story now matches EU, but for for the past six, seven years, we've been told that it didn't, and now it does. That is called a retcon, so the people on Twitter that were yelling at me that it wasn't a retcon, and I'm sure they'll find some elaborate way to explain it away as to why it wasn't, and I've already heard the theories and blah, 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 blah. Also, it seemed that all the people that liked the Ahsoka episode didn't like the Boba episode and vice versa. Really? Yeah, I noticed a lot, especially with, you know, I watched a bunch of people review the episodes and go through them, and a lot of people that didn't like the Ahsoka episode loved the boba and vice versa, and I can't figure out why for the life of me. I don't even know why for me, but I noticed a lot of that, a lot of that. I'm not saying it's absolute. oh my God, they're the worst tonight. (laughs) Just don't look at them. Don't look at them. Look away. I'm closing chat. You're all gone.
1: Hi Facebook, I'm looking at you look guys at you, now. Look at you, done Twitch.
2: Continue, Kevin. Uh, you, that was it. I just you noticed just said your piece. Oh, noticed that a lot of people uh,
1: said that. That's really interesting. I, I'm really curious as to why. So I wonder. I wonder if it's just people who just don't who didn't watch the cartoons. I think that's I, what. Like, maybe that's
2: what it comes down to. There's been a lot of people. Like, did you see the person that sent us a tweet from somebody else? and they were no. like i can't stand to watch clone wars cuz i'm not 11 but i feel You'll like watch. i'm missing out some important on some important lore by not watching okay,
1: it okay so so i will i will definitely agree that was a reason why i didn't watch clone wars um, i never watched clone wars and rebels for, at the beginning because i i assumed it was dumbed down it was a watered down version of star wars for kids look if that person I, watches anime i have every right to slap them silly Yeah, no, I agree, and then, like, when I finally gave it a chance, I was like, oh, there's some really dark and, like, deep shit, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's still designed for kids to enjoy, but there's still some really good stuff in there, um, especially, like, in the core episodes, you know, a lot of the filler stuff, eh, okay, but, you know, the core episodes are, some of them are rough, so, yeah, I I don't know, I, 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 see a lot of people starting to, like, go back and watch Clone Wars and watch Rebels because of, of, uh, of, of Mandalorian, but, I mean, like, again, the really the only thing that I really enjoyed from this episode, for me, the things that I enjoyed, uh, I love the action sequences. I think they were fantastic. Um, I, I loved, I loved, like, the whole, like, watching the stormtroopers and, like, the the the, the boats uh, coming in and out. I think that was cool. That was very, like, World War II-esque. Um, that was fun. The other thing that I liked for this episode, probably the dark troopers. I think they were neat looking. We still don't know what they can do, but they looked cool.
2: They look great. They they look like a great rendition of what uh, they were in the EU. So very much so. Definitely pulling the um, the uh, right creative strings on that one. Um, the meditating on the stone was cool, but like you said, it was such a weird cadence with was, the episode. It was. It
1: took. It took so long, and like, and I didn't like how Mando kept like it was. It was fun to watch the struggle of Mando trying to like get. Grogu and, the first time and, like we have to go and i was like okay like after the third time like how many times is it gonna take you dude it's not uh, working. and <laughs> and then he's like all right kid you stay there i'm gonna go protect you and he just like leaves and as soon as he leaves is when grogu's done it falls asleep it was too easy dude like and then by the time he got back they had just taken off like it was just it was just that 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 part of the episode just felt like such such a cop out of just like we have to get to this end where we need him in this situation. So how do we get there?
2: The cadence of the episode. Felt weird. It felt you know what this episode to me especially usually I'm all about getting into the action right away. But this almost felt like the last season of Game of Thrones where it was just like, oh, Mm. okay, oh, all right. Oh, okay. Guess we're here now. All right, we're here. I didn't think that looked like, okay. Uh, oh, Boba Fett. All right. Um, yeah. uh, oh, the Empire. Yeah. Oh, Dark Troopers. Oh, there goes the ship. Like that, it just felt like they were like, oh, here you go. It's all in there. Oh, by the yeah. way, Robert Rodriguez uh, directed this episode. Uh, uh, uh. That's what it felt like. So the whole cadence fell off. The fight scenes were really, really good. I loved the they fight scenes;
1: They were really fun.
2: But everything else in the episode was just bleh. Till the end. Uh, the the Moff Gideon, because Giancarlo Esposito can do no wrong in my mind. Uh, he was fantastic at the end. Uh, questions, though, about um, this is what ensures you will watch the next one? No, no. Every other episode has had a reason for me to watch the next yeah,
1: one. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> No, this episode didn't make me want to watch it more. Like, I mean, like you already have me hooked to the story. Like this, this was
2: the first episode I didn't force my wife to watch on Friday night because I didn't want to watch it again. Usually I watch them three times. I watch them first thing in the morning, I watch them with my wife in the evening, and then I'll watch them right before the show. This one I only watched twice because I never force my wife to watch it over the weekend. And I told her, eh, we'll just watch two next week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean like I is is I just I just don't I, I really feel like this was just a forced episode where they just like we need to get from point A to point B and we need we need something to, to get us there.
2: Now in Chat's defense, we have no idea how Boba and Fennec are gonna play into the grand scheme of episodes seven and eight. You know? Yeah,
1: no, I'm not like yeah, I mean like okay. But again, to the points that I made before. Why does it matter that he like why do we need him? Why is he so important?
2: I guess I don't that think question. He is. Well, the the thing is with his level of importance now is is obviously it's grown. He's going to be important. But he's
1: not but he's not like what there is nothing about him in Disney canon that is important. In EU, Boba was
2: Mandalore at one point. So
1: like okay, I mean, Fe- that plan was sick.
2: was one of the most glorious clans in the Old Republic.
1: Yeah, so like at one point, Boba was Mandalore. He was the leader of the Mandalorian people. But, in canon, that ain't it. So... Who
2: knows? (laughs) Next week!
1: Kevin, if they pull that card on me, I'm
2: going to lose it. Django might have been Mandalore the Ultimate at some point by next week. Who the hell knows? I just if they pull that, I'm going to be
1: very upset, but okay. So going off what we know right now. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just saying like that would be, that would be mind blowing, but I don't see what Boba has to bring to the table to make him of any importance other than he's a gunslinger. That's it. He's good at tracking and he's really good at shooting a gun. Outside of that. Why? What? Like I would rather have seen like, Bogotan or or someone that is like involved with this story of the of Mandalore as a whole and the Mandalorian people as a whole, and we've now like gone back and talked about Night Watch and like or Death Watch and all of this stuff. What does bringing Boba Fett into the story do for us? D- nothing. I, I I really I have a hard time seeing what they're bringing to the table.
2: I'm calling it now because of the inevitable Bo- Boba Fett spin-off series, I guarantee you Boba Fett is the one who figures out how to kill one of the dark troopers. To continue this suddenly like he is the he is the infinite super soldier of the galaxy that, you know, was accidentally written a certain way and now he's this way. <clears throat> I also yeah. question for the last episode, is it going to be Kara, Apollo Creed, Ahsoka, uh, whole oh, like gang. Yeah, getting is it everybody together. again, just like the first season? I don't or, know. I or mean, like, what? Was that we the last fight, time we, we saw in For a second
1: time and he blasts off like Team Rocket? Like, I I don't know.
2: I would hope that if there's a battle for the Darksaber, it's in Season 3, to be honest, because I don't think there's enough time to, like, have... Oh, no. ...a Bo-Katan... I, I mean like okay so so
1: just to kind of like close up the end of this, the child gets taken off to to Moff Gideon ship, mm-hmm. and this was probably like the other really cool part that I really liked watching Grogu teeter on dark and light, in in just in in just a brief second, of watching him be like this evil little imp, and choke choke slamming people with the force up against walls and whatnot. And then watching him become like this very like soft and gentle like creature again, like that was really cool. And like to watch him be more like is this is this gonna be Disney's way of normalizing a gray Jedi? But we're not gonna call it gray. We won't say gray, but you know, this 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 force wielder that that plays in both dark and light. Because I feel like that's the way that Grogu's going. Grogu is too far gone to be to be trained because he has attached he has all these things that are considered wrong right but he has enough under, like he's still young enough and still like of clay like nature where he can be molded into more of like a a good guy but he's like is he is that is, is that going to be his character as he got starts to get older and starts to grow within the universe is that is that going to be his thing is going to be more like ahsoka I don't that's, know that's the vibes that I was getting
2: I honestly don't know what they're going to do with
1: him um that's the other thing that I've been wondering, is what happens with him? I don't know. It's, at some point, like they're going to have to write him off, because we get into episode 789,
2: and he ain't around. i are mentioned of. I don't know, so. honestly. My my thing is, I think the spear and the dark saber will cross at some point during this season. But Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I also think the spear, like someone said on Facebook, will probably play a role in destroying the dark troopers. Yeah, well, we don't know what pure Beskar does best car on best car so yeah like we uh, best car might be the only way to break best car if you have best car oh, you that'd just be hit weird. It with best car and then the best car breaks on the best car but then would the best car break the other best car that's a lot of best car Kevin you're making my head spin <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's gonna <gasps> die this season you have to look at who's expendable in the grand scheme of things ahsoka obviously not Bo, obviously not uh, the most expendable people would be Kara or grief yeah yeah and th- those would hurt because we've been with them for a bit. But given the the uh, I'm trying to think who else they could kill off the funny guy played by. Uh, what's his face? The the what's the alien? I always forget his name. The one from the episode with the lab from season one. He's in the beginning of season one too the blue guy.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't think so. He wouldn't All be right, worth he, killing
2: off. I no, would say no, like, Kara or oh, he died. I would say Kara um, or grief, Mithril. Thank you. Kara or grief would be the two. Um, I easy
0: guess you of them going. Kill
2: off. Yeah, Bill Burr is going to die, but you're not attached to Bill Burr. Bill you're Burr not, is yeah, there. I mean, it's
1: cool that he's coming back. He's just yeah. like one of those characters that people really like because he's Bill Burr. But if he dies, I'm not going to be like. Ooh. Now, if like Kara or you know grief die, then be like oh no. So without divulging
2: into, you know, taking sides, uh, obviously the drama with Cara Dune on Twitter. But that all happened way out. They finished filming this show before COVID hit. You guys know that, right? I believe that. I would believe that. They needed a lot of time for VFX. Yeah. So this show was done filming before COVID. So uh, any drama within the past two months is not going to play into the story of The Mandalorian.
1: No, but did they start filming three at all or did that go on hold or not
2: yet? Uh, Cassie Andor series starts filming very soon, and uh, Obi-Wan is starting. So, what are sooner. you gonna put Mando on hold? No, they're all different crews.
1: Oh, okay, well, that's what I was wondering. Is it, but Mando season three hasn't started filming yet.
2: To my knowledge, I haven't gotcha. heard anything. Uh, that gotcha. doesn't mean it hasn't started filming. It has started according to Captain I haven't, I haven't oh. read anything. I know Cassie Andor series started filming, and I know. Um, honestly the more so originally
1: when we were when we started talking about the casting and or getting a show i was very like the more and more i think about it i think having a um like having like a secret agent style like james bond or like mi or the uh, mission impossible style
2: star wars show is going to be pretty cool Uh, i'm interested to see it just like You know, we can say all this crap we want about Boba. You think Tim and I aren't going to watch it and do this every week for Boba's bed? Of course we are going to. Um, Hmm. And who knows? By the end of that, Tim and I may be like, "Man, I'm so happy they wrote Boba into the Mandalorian." I'm such a hard on for Boba. Uh, I'm still not going to apologize to any of you. I hope I'm I'm not apologizing. I will never apologize to any of you because none of you have ever apologized to me, and you never will. So we all have that understanding. I hope at this point in in Star Wars and Scotch. And after uh, over a year now of watching Star Wars with me and Tim. So as long as we're all on that page, like, cool. We can be wrong and right all the time. It's it's fun, Cheers. actually. Cheers. That's why the show involves alcohol. As long as you can drink. Hold that glass you guys up, make a, Take a sip. It's because
1: it's your fault we drink.
2: Who called it? Jack called it. Cool. I still say, you <laughs> you to all, all of you. Every <laughs> single one of you. I don't care. Come on. Are do your real friends apologize to you, Chat? Come on, come on, come on.
1: Uh,
2: So we have questions, Kevin. We have a relationship. You say this is an unhealthy relationship? No, I said we have a relationship. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let me go down this list from this side. Hit it from the back. Uh uh kevin where are you where are you pulling these questions from uh oh i gotta do patreon first i forgot about that tim why don't you talk this about was my, this was my this was my segue into patreon because i was gonna make it a mid-roll i literally just said tim why don't you talk about patreon while i get get the questions from patreon hey there guys tim from rare drop here you don't have uh, to, i just want to nope. let you
1: want what you said you want to do it organically Hey guys, Tim from Rare Drop here. Just want to let you know that uh, if you're if you're sitting around, you're enjoying the Rare Drop productions, you like the Broman podcast, you like Star Wars and Scotch, uh, you like Holiday Home and Hearth and other other things from the Rare Drop team. Well, then uh, and you and you want to see us continue to do more uh, productions like this, maybe even some more D and D. Well, I've got a solution for you. You can head on over to Patreon.com/slash Rare Drop, and uh, you can become. A patron. You can you can uh you can pledge X amount of dollars for whatever reward you're looking for. Uh
2: Kevin, what do the tiers go from and what do they include? Uh, they start as little as one dollar and go all the way up to $250. That is not pressure for you to buy into $250? That, $250 that sounds
1: like a lot. What do I get from it?
2: Uh basically you get nudes uh and shirtless pics from Tim. Uh no, there's all sorts of tiers. They get you uh Uh, Behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, access to special podcasts that no one else will have. You get your questions asked on things like this. All that stuff uh, is on Patreon. But these questions come from some of the folks on Patreon. Uh, Woostu, thank you so much for the new sub. I appreciate it. We did it. Desert Scorp. It's not Desert Scorp because we've had this discussion. It's Desert Scorp. Eight months, thank you. Not a fan of Boba, but loved Boba in the episode, Desert said. Honestly, again, Tim and I have our feelings. I will never, ever, ever shit on anyone for liking anything in Star Wars. No, never. You do you. Do not let someone like me ruin and rain on your parade. You tell me that I'm an asshole and you tell it to me good and say, I'm going to love Boba Fett. Kevin, you shut your whore mouth and I go, all right, fine. but the next time I get to do that to you, that's how this works. Um yes we can it's almost like we could disagree. This is 2020. I don't I wouldn't go that far. Uh da, 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 da. it is desert corp, son of a <laughs> Um Ladman legendary type said what's your thoughts hey. n- that we n- now know those are dark troopers that it's likely the creatures in those tubes were snoke. That's actually a good question Tim because you thought there was a correlation there.
1: I still don't think it's snoke. So what's in the tubes Tim? Clones, I, a clone of some of sort. I don't know,
2: but it's not Snoke.
1: Those that we talked about, we talked about this in another episode.
2: I, I Yes, I, but now I, we know that they are droids. You were fighting mm-hmm. the fact that they were droids. But, okay, we now know okay, that we have okay. confirmed it.
1: No, yes, I, I will. Yes. No, I will not believe that <laughs> the clones that w- were being made on Exegol were also being made over on. This is. The, go ahead. We're over on. I, like it, it just
2: doesn't make sense. He he's he's a no-name guy he's a no-name moth. It could be the first attempts, the early attempts before we but get Kevin, going on Exegol. But
1: Kevin, he like you needed force wielders in order to help imbue the force into these clones. Like Isn't that why they want Grogu? Yeah, but there was no no, but they like you needed like Sith like mystics to do this. There there is no one of any of any force properties that are actually a
2: part of this project. How do we? Know other that? than them, other than them taking th- the blood, but don't they have to? They, they have to clone the 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 shell, and then it is imbued. No, I, I I don't know that 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 process was never
1: showed to us on Exegol, but those vats were like those vats were big, and you, you see all like the 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 weird equipment they were using, and then the the guys in the black shrouds that were doing all the stuff, it just doesn't fit.
2: Will you the stuff that the
1: stuff that we saw on Exegol? Versus the stuff that we've seen on Moff Gideon's research building. Like, it's it's completely different.
2: Will you apologize to me when they are snow clones? No. Good, you're learning.
1: No. <laughs> because I don't believe that. That's too easy. It is too easy. I understand they went the easy route with Boba Fett, but still, it's too easy. Like, why do we have to have episode 789 pulled into Mando? It doesn't make sense. We have to think about it in like in there has to be something else. I will not believe that to be snow clones.
0: Mm -mm.
2: Okay. But then what could they be? Um, Experimental gameplay on Patreon sent us this article, which I read. Uh, I didn't look too much into it, but I'll read it because it was a patron that sent us. Uh, it's from InsideTheMagic.net. Uh, the Mandalorian just connected Grogu to Ben Solo. What the f- what the what? This week's episode of The Mandalorian was in a word tragic. Oh, this author agreed with me and Tim appropriately. Uh, by the end of the episode, Din Djarin has lost. Well, basically everything Grogu. Oh, he means the contents of the episode, not like Tim and I uh, and the Razor Crests are gone at the hands of Moff Gideon, leaving him with justice armor and not much else before the tragedy part of tragedy. Uh, Grogu gets to sit on the Seeing Stone he was directed to. Blah 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 blah. Because there's a lot going on. Didn't trying to figure out what on earth is Slave One doing in the vicinity, for example, is not easy to tell what Grogu is experiencing during his time with Seeing Stone. Fair. Again, this is one of the reasons I felt it was kind of rushed. Uh, I did love that uh, Mando was looking for a lever <laughs> to get it started, though. When yeah. Was, like how, yeah. How do I do this? Um. Although he is clearly in the midst of a moment with a Force, we don't hear any recognizable voices. There are no visible force ghosts, and Grogu himself doesn't give any indication of who he is connecting with, be it Master Yoda, Mace, Cal Castus, or anyone else. Okay, you're th- probably thinking by now, what does this all have to do with Ben Solo? One of the few yeah. discernible things viewers see while Grogu is on the Seeing Stone is a blue butterfly. As per Nerdist's in-depth assessment of the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel, Star Wars Rollout Show, oh my god, this insect what? has great significance in young Ben Solo's life.
0: Their what? article
2: shares two specific episodes of the short show. The first features this official description. Sweet but chaotic Ben Solo keeps bungling the plans of his dad, Han, and his uncle Chewbacca when he secretly tags along on their mission to capture some crystal butterflies. A gang of rival bug hunters make Ben look like the least of their problems. The second oh my description God. Kevin, reads, have you
1: seen this episode? Have you seen I'm what this is? I'm looking at them now.
2: Uh, Han Solo this- and Chewbacca have been captured by the bug hunters, but Ben Solo just might... Be able to set them free while wrecking the evil gang's plans. If you haven't seen this chat, this is legit like for mine and Tim's kids. This is little, 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 little kids stuff. So if they're actually hiding relevant lore in this episode. For the audio listeners, Tim took off his headphones, went to the other side of the room and covered his head. He's back. Kevin. Kevin, this show is for, like, two-year-olds. How are you going to to deliver us canon material for a show that is designed for our children? Now, Jiro said, but is it canon? And I said I had read this article, Tim. This is canon. I had read this article, Tim, but I I did not bring it to the show. (laughs) But since one of the patrons did. Kevin, I am...
1: Kevin, I will not sit here and watch all of these episodes and look for, look for canon material. This, <laughs> well, this you have is something mi- to watch
2: with Kyler now.
1: This is mind numbing.
2: You have something to watch with Kyler. now. Yeah. This is the, this is like watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but it's Star Wars. That's a little bit cooler. They poop out blue dust. It's the, the,
1: <laughs> they're the tinkerbells of Star Wars. Why does BB-8 have a gun?
2: The butterflies fly Ben out of the thing! I hate this so much. Take a sip of your drink there, bud. It's I'm, all gone. I'm going to move on to the next question from James on Patreon. I know this falls within the time anyways, but since they brought back Boba, do you see Grogu's journey leading him to Luke Skywalker? Tim and I vehemently hope not, but it's now such I think... Easy,
1: this is an easy
2: cop-out. Now I think every card is off the table now that I Boba's back. I hate it here. I feel like we've, we've crossed over the the line of let's not weave everything into the Mandalorian. Also, Tim and I are wearing the same t-shirt. I just realized that, um, let's not weave everything into the Mandalorian from the main story. I think we've crossed that line and we're, we're, we're way beyond. Um, a lot of people think it would be mace. I actually think that'd be cool. I know Tim doesn't, but I am totally cool with mace coming back. I honest to God at this point, this is my honest assessment. I think he talked to somebody while he was in there. I think it was Obi-Wan's Force Ghost because Obi-Wan was seen on set in his Obi-Wan costume. You didn't know that? I'm sorry? Yeah. No, I didn't oh yeah, notice. this report was months ago. Obi-Wan was on set in his costume. Uh so I think oh, it was shit. I think it was Obi-Wan in his oh, Force Ghost. I, I mean like that would that make sense to. especially if if we're going to have an Obi-Wan thing, exactly, if we're <gasps> selling Boba, why not sell Obi-Wan? Exactly, Kevin. It's not Calcastus. Yes. We've said a thousand times why it's oh, not Calcastus. stop Cal-Castis. it.
1: Stop it.
2: Calcastus lives in video games. Screen He's tested. T- stop it. They're not going to tell you guys if Yep, yeah, Boba's in the new All right, uh, Boba. Uh uh Obi-Wan's in the new season. That's why that's why I was there. Of course they're going to use the word screen tested. Mace can come back, but Boba can't. Boba had like a line <laughs> in the movies. Also Mace is, is He's no good to me dead. Mace is incredible. Alright, cool. Let's get through some of these uh Slido questions. Hey. Uh, Calcastus, can you stop? <clears throat> I don't think it is fair to criticize the temple when Ahsoka said... That's not a question. Um, But I'll read it. (laughs) I think it was too high expectations. There is a precedent set for Tython. That didn't even come close to matching the precedent set for Tython. I know you really want to be right about this one, but you're not. It's okay. There's a precedent set. And from a a film standpoint... You could have easily, easily eked out a few things, put some Easter eggs in there, and then fly to the stupid rocks in the middle of the Arizona desert.
0: Cool. So
1: here, here, here is my problem again, Jet. Is that when it comes to a planet that is supposed to home, supposed to be the home of the first ever Jedi temple, like you would think that that place would be a little bit more exciting. Uh, especially that they like they completely changed everything that you ever knew about this planet that is just it's it's very frustrating like you take something that's supposed to be in the deep core of the galaxy move it to the outer rim which just makes it a backwater planet of no importance at all with a force beacon
2: that's hold it. up on the outer rim because people are saying the nav computer translated in orbesh to uh what does you say inner core? so now i'm thoroughly confused <laughs>
1: Okay, well, regardless, okay. So, even if, it's, if that's not true, my first point, I think, is still valid. A, a planet that was revered to <laughs> the, be
0: the, the, opening the line of the Jedi
2: Order. The opening line of Wikipedia, Tython was a terrestrial planet located in the galaxy's deep core, uh, sorry, deep, I said inner core, region that was yeah, shrouded in myth. Like, it's already interesting, and you couldn't have made it more boring. That's my point. You want to fight me on whether it should have been snow capped mountains and lush green forest? Cool, we can fight about that all day long. It was so not interesting at all. And it was the first time it's ever been featured on screen in canon. And to do that to what is supposed to be one of, as Tim said, the original origination places of the Force and the Jedi, it sucks. Like, yeah, the Masasi temples still stand on Yavin 4. After how many years? (gasps) Don't talk to me about how, like, oh all the ruins are gone. Those things are doing just fine.
1: The Masasi were around the way before. (gasps) Oh. Anyways.
2: Exciting like Tatooine? Uh, Tatooine was exciting. They brought back they brought back the freaking crate dragon. That was, yeah, a, no, that is how you make a boring desert planet. Awesome.
1: It's also, I mean, like, it's the first planet you ever, like, it's the first planet you experience in the Star Wars universe in episode four. Like, that is the first, like, so, I mean, for any Star Wars fan, that is, like, that planet is exciting because it brings back all of these memories. And, like, when you go back to the cantina and, you see you see the pit droids from episode one, and you go into the same hangar that the Millennium Falcon was in, and, like, there's a lot of, like, recall to, like, memories and, like, what makes you feel good. And also for, like, the uber nerdy fans, like, when you get to meet, like, all these characters that live there doing different things, like the K- the crate Dragon or Cobb
2: Van, like, you read that in books, you played it in video games. Like, they brought yeah. EU back for all of this other stuff, and... I'm sorry, but when you set that precedent for the entire season, you set all of these cool Easter eggs and all of these fun things from EU, from other canon, and you do that. And then it's like, oh, my God, we are going to the the original Jedi Temple. All of you can say, like, it was just a different part of the planet. It is our introduction to it on screen. It is the first time we have ever been to Tython on screen, outside of a a video game uh, that isn't canon. That is our introduction to it. That is my point. As a filmmaker, you should have a little bit more attention and care to the birthplace of the f***ing Jedi. Or the first Jedi Temple, not the birthplace. That was the planet that... Was it Zepho? That was the name of the planet, right? No.
1: No, it was the people. I don't remember.
2: Whatever that one was. I'll to play through that game again. Thanks, Snooty. For 14, Artie with 2, Tyrannus. Ooh, the Tyrannus. Doctorannis. Doctor Annis. Thank you for it here. No, it wasn't Ilum. But like, look, look at how Ilum's been treated in everything. Oh, Ilum's cool. Ilum's always treated so, so well. My point is, why was Tython Tython, Arizona? <laughs> is that a real place? <laughs> it is now. That's awesome. That's my point. I'm not saying that they oh they didn't say temple oh they didn't say it is you're introducing it to us do a quick flyby oh shit there's the ruins of the Jedi temple oh but they got to go to the the seeing stone which is over there it would so, make my entire point moot right now we wouldn't be having this discussion
1: so here is i know i know we're just talking about canon disney canon but here is here is a just an excerpt from the entry for star Wars sir knights of the old republic when it comes to python so you kind of like get an understanding as to like why like i feel like this planet is so important and and it'd be very sad to me if they remove the importance of this planet and turn it into something that's just kind of just whatever uh so here is the or so it's so for the history tab for ilum starts off with origins of the jedi it was on Titan that the brightest and best philosophers priests scientists and warriors came together to discuss their discoveries involving Ashla, the, in, the enigmatic, mystical light side of the Force. They established a forge initiation ceremony that would eventually lead to the invention of lightsabers after they faced threats from beyond Titan, Initially, this group believed their power was limited to Tython only, though this was later proven otherwise when a proactive group left Tython to liberate other worlds. Force users from Titan found sc- founded a school of philosophy on Ossus, uh, defining the light side and the dark side of the force, equivalent respectively to the ancient Ashla and Bogon, as well as the living force and the unifying force. Like, that sounds dope, dude. This is where it all started. And to Kevin's point, they kind of just... kind of pooped
2: on it. That's it. I just wanted some more respect paid, too. One of the most important planets that they just brought back, essentially. Obviously, there's been small little bits and pieces of it. But, you know, said by Ahsoka, oh my gosh, run a high, you know? So. Yeah. I 100% believe we'll see it again. But my point is that was the first time we've seen it. First, uno, numero, one, Un. What else you got? And yes, person on Facebook, uh, you get to start on Tython if you've ever played the Star Wars MMO. If you play as a Jedi, you start on Tython. Um did Boba escape the crate uh when it ate the Sarlacc? Did we, we spitballed that, but we said we talked about the it. time situation, it didn't line up right? Or no, something. Must, I can't remember so, why. So this
1: is, so this is what hap- this is how I see it happening. Is that during during the battle with with Jabba and his men and freeing of Han and Chewie and with Luke. Um, when he goes in, I bet you he was in there for a bit, not not a year. He was in there enough where he got hit by digestive acid. And then he was able to claw himself out because his jetpack was ruined. So he didn't fly out. So he must have clawed his way out of the Sarlacc. But that part is hard for me to understand because even in the original Star Wars not when we got the digitally remastered in the early 2000s the original Sarlacc still was creepy it was terrifying it had a lot of teeth it had tentacles and then you go back and watch the digitally remastered from when I was a kid and this bitch has a beak that comes out and it's got a mouth it's got a baby mouth inside of the big mouth it is like an alien it's like a xenomorph and, and you watch Boba get tongue around, like he gets pulled in by the beak. So, I'm, I'm having a hard time with trying to figure out how did he get himself out if the Sarlacc didn't die. Or the crate Dragon showed up right after that fight and then killed the Sarlacc and started eating it and he was able to get out. There's got to be some type of tie there with the Sarlacc and the crate. That's the only way that I could <laughs> ever imagine him getting out.
2: Yeah, that is, that is true. The the Sarlacc does take thousand, a thousand years or something to digest. A something. thousand years to digest. Yeah, right. makes sense. But still, how did he get out? Now is everything burnt except his face. And why did he let go of his armor? At least like have him like have an eye acided out of his head or something. Like it could have been just cataract. You know what I'm talking about? Like a white eye. Like it's no good because the acid leaked in something. But Kevin, he has all of the faculties. I ha- I'm. I'm struggling with that.
1: Wh- why did Why did he lose? Why did he let go of the one thing that kept him alive? the The thing that essentially gives him superpowers. Why did he let go of it? Maybe. He... Why did he leave it there in the
2: sand for Jawas to find? <sighs> it makes no sense. Honestly, if the no, nope, that doesn't make sense either. Anyways, maybe he passed out on the dunes after escaping and Jawa's stole the armor while he was out. How did he get burned on his head then?
1: Well, I mean, like the, the helmet doesn't like off, It's oh, not a true, seal. Yeah. It's, it's not sealed. Yeah, it just fits over your head like a motorcycle bike. Yeah, yeah helmet. that's true.
2: What else you got? Keeping all the plot points the same, what could have been done differently to improve the episode? I don't think there's a way to improve the episode keeping all the plot points the same for me and Tim. Um, I think part of, half of it was the plot points, and the other half was it felt rushed. Um, I, I would have liked, so like, even like even the dark trooper scene, like,
1: I wish they would have just like, come in and like, bust, like Kool-Aid man busted through a wall, oh yeah. and like, Mando had to like fight with him, and he realized he couldn't actually do any damage to them, and then they took Brogu, and there was like an action scene, but these things just like came down. It walked over to the child, picked him up, flew off. Uh, like, just like the entire episode for me
2: is just a wash. The Van thing is so rough for me. Are you excited that they will be able to expand on all your boba questions in the new series? I feel like if the explanations for the questions we're asking are if dog they're good. shit. Yeah, uh, I'll exactly. be even more pissed. If they're good answers, hey. I'm if in. they're
1: good and they make me go, ah, oh,
2: totally I see cool. it happening.
1: Totally I have cool. to be, I I need to have the aha. If it's just like action, like explosion, explosions, explosions <laughs> pff, out, I'm going to be pissed. And still, what did he do
2: for five freaking years? Why did he just sit around? Uh, I don't get it. Cody said, I don't think Grogu gets saved this season. If he does, I think he gets dark while captured and Mando takes off his helmet to see him and connect with him. Would he really know what Mando looks like, though, without a helmet? Would that be a a point? But I could see something like that happen. Second, I also don't think he's going to get saved this uh, season. I think he'll be in captivity through till next year. But, um, I, uh, what was I going to say? Uh... Yeah, I, I, I could see him doing dark side stuff. I, oh, I think we'll get resolution as to why Moff Gideon wants him. At least a hint. They have to some so, more. So here's by the end of the season. So
1: here's how this uh, the season's going to end. There either either there's going to be resolution as to why the child is so important, or there's going to be a resolution when it comes to the dark saber. And I feel like for them to explain the Siege of Mandalore and as to how Bo-Katan lost the Darksaber, I think it's going to take more than two episodes to explain. I think we're going to need a lot more than that. And so I feel like it's just going to be... I I think that the child's going to come back. I think he'll get him at the end. I don't think think Moff Gideon's going to keep him into Season 3. I think Season 3 is going to be more about The Siege of Mandalore. As he, like, how did he get the the dark saber, Bo Katan? Um, I, I just don't, I don't think they'll be able to explain all of that with her and her story arc and what happened in two episodes because there's just just too much. There's 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 too many unanswered questions now. We've 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 gone off in 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 a couple different directions, so they need some closure somewhere. Yeah, and I, I don't think the Siege of Mandalore, like, what happened to the planet, what happened to Bo. Why did she lose the Darksaber? Like, how did they lose all the best car? Like, all of that, I think that's going to take a couple episodes for them to explain. Or it's going to be one long episode. Or it's going to have to be, like, a long episode. Yeah.
2: I can agree with that. <clears throat> Why would Django leave Mandalore to hang with the Cloners' money? We don't know that yet. Uh, apparently now he went from, uh, what's his name, in Clone Wars saying he was never a Mandalorian... To now, he fought in the Mandalorian Civil War, and he was this big hero. He's a foundling, foundling, blah 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 blah. It's
1: which is like because he's a foundling. That's really like that. That's huge because he took the trials and like he passed. And like the, and when you, when you look at Boba's Codex, like you can
2: like he saw all that. Well, someone translated Norabesh and a lot of what he said is not in that. Oh, what does it say in Orbash? It's all J- uh, Django's Just name jumbled. is in there. There's some other weird stuff. Uh, the EU mentor of Django. There's an iteration of his name in the ch- in the chain code. I can't remember what his name is. It's not spelled exactly the same, but it it seems to be his his EU mentor, which was interesting. Interesting. Um, Ninja said in Legends, Boba trains Jaina Solo how to kill Jedi. She ends up killing her brother. Uh, I wonder if they will use this as a way to find Jedi. We don't know yet. I mean, maybe this road somehow leads to Kyle Katarn in some weird ass crazy way. Fingers crossed. Hold my breath. If Boba oh. takes me to Kyle Katarn, oh. I will apologize. Oh, this is really interesting. <laughs> okay, so so
1: what it says? It says Foundling. Yep. Took into the dot dot dot. The year the dot dot dot. Concord Dawn. That's interesting. Mentor Joste. Joste, that's his name.
2: But it's different. F- it's spelled Father different.
1: Father Fett Boba Fett. It's interesting. So, Joste, in the canon Wikipedia entry, an individual whose name was partially written as Joste was the mentor of the Mandalorian family, Django Fett. Josse was mentioned on a hologram in Chapter 14, the tragedy of John, uh, the tragedy of John Favreau's Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, directed by um, Star Wars Legends con- uh, continuity. Jango Fett's mentor was the similarly named Jaster, Mareel, who was first appeared in flashbacks in the comic Jango Fett. Open season one.
2: Interesting. I've heard a lot of people say Boba could be lying. Um, it didn't feel no. that way. And I don't know where that would go, but at this point, I'm them, not feeling anything.
1: Them good. mentioning Concord Dawn is really cool. It's interesting, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yes, they they pulled that up. Uh, if you On the Rare Drop Community Discord, I don't know if Paul's here, you can drop a link. We haven't really publicly advertised it yet, but there's a Star Wars channel. And every Friday after Mando goes live, uh, I'm sorry, spoiler channel, every Friday, it's always just crazy, crazy theories. It's a good time. That was where I went in there when That's I was That's so mad. cool
1: they mentioned Concord Dawn.
2: Uh, Brian said, "A friend told me Star had How M count artificially raised? Could the storyline be Disney bringing that concept character into canon in a new way?
1: Uh, I mean,
2: we talked. We talked about this. I mean, that that could be. So so what here. They're doing. Okay. So here.
1: So what if? Hear me out on this one. What if Moff Gideon is trying to
2: become force sensitive? That yeah. That theory was floated to us. Um." Interesting what, what? because it would be the first time in Disney because in EU there were ways to learn the force. hmm So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, correct me, chat. This would be the first time in Disney Canon where someone who does not possess the force can acquire well, everybody, it, whether everybody, it's artificial everybody, everyone, or natural.
1: Everyone, everyone everyone is connected to the force. Everyone's connected, it's, but are, not everyone are co- you set are you sensitive to are you force sensitive Do not you everyone, have enough
2: Right, exactly. That.
1: You need to have, you have, okay, here we go. I'm going to say the word that I absolutely hate. Do you have enough Medichlorians to be sensitive enough to the force to wield it? Because the, I mean, if you think about it in this way, which is my favorite, like is the only way that I really like to acknowledge Medichlorians is that they are an organic system in your body that is almost like a tuning fork. And the more you have, the more in tuned you are to that thing. Which I hate. I think it's stupid, but it's the only way that really makes sense if you think of it in that way.
2: Uh, someone mentioned that Django, who's born on Concordong, fights alongside pre Death Watch and Mandalorian Wars. They lose the war and he leaves to become a bounty hunter. Then why are the people from Death Watch saying that Django Fett is not a Mandalorian? He had to have done something to them for them to cast him out. So. You could be 60-70% of the way there, but there's a lot of information we need there as to why they would publicly denounce him from there on out. Because that's where the huge disconnect is falling apart for me. Now, will that easily be explained away? 100%. Um... What do you think Mando's new ship will be? Uh, I don't know if we'll get one before oh, the yeah, end of the season. Oh, yeah, we finally got the Razor Crest blown up. We were
1: waiting for it all season. We were so sad. Like, nah, it's definitely going to die. It's def- No, it came back. It's definitely going to die. No, it came back. It ain't coming back this time. <laughs> he looks so sad. I felt, honestly, I'd been wishing for this moment the entire season. And then when he's like rummaging
2: through the, the rubble, I felt really bad. Uh, you think Gideon's Dark Trooper costume has any significance, or is it just in a new uniform? I believe that's uh like battle attire for an officer, if I'm not mistaken. What he's wearing, I I
1: I think that's yeah. I think that's just more battle armor than anything else. Yeah,
2: for but specifically for an officer, no. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I think it's just. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, uh, Thrawn, Thrawn War, uh like battle armor like that but it was white because he was a grand admiral that might just be like a moth battle armor
2: wouldn't frick weapons be able to pierce beskar armor i don't think they're going to introduce frick into this show
1: uh it is moth battle yeah it's yeah it is i'm looking at some renderings and yeah it's
2: Do you think Grogu cutting himself off from the Force could have made him revert loose power, causing him to act more like a child? No, that's their species. That's just the way they develop. They
1: age age really, really slowly. So, like, even though he's 50 years old, he's, like, like two.
2: Oh, this is interesting. Once Mando gets Grogu to the temple and the call goes out when he attunes to the stone, would the remaining Jedi think it's a trick, like before when Anakin sent out the signal? That's a really good point. Hmm. Cause isn't that what Vader does when he goes to Tython? In the comic, he
1: d- he d- he does set a trap. Yes, I believe that's the trap. No. Does he go to t- Does he go to Tython?
2: Yes, in the comic.
1: Oh well, then maybe.
2: Guess what Tython doesn't look like in the show.
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you also have to remember this is like years after, and the Empire's. I mean, like everybody knows that Vader and the Empire and the Emperor are dead. And the Empire has fallen, so I would assume that people that they would they would know. Uh, duh, 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 duh. I'm I'm looking at the comic excerpt where <laughs> where Vader is at yeah, Titan, and it's snowy AF, and there's also like these big Jedi statues and stuff
2: that are around. This is a wild question. Could the Sith Emperor, so Palatine, have foreseen the possible impending doom of a Grisk invasion, therefore creating the Empire to fight back? No. Well, I feel well, like that. Yeah. I feel like his story's been wrapped up. Hold on. Well, but roll back. Thrawn books. Go ahead. This is a we're going to
1: the Thrawn. We're going. We're going to the Thrawn books. But what is the? Okay. So what does this have to do with
2: this episode? Absolutely nothing. The questions okay, don't cool. have to do with the episode.
1: Neat. I just want to make sure. Okay. So then. Okay.
2: So then. Read me the question again. Could the Sith Emperor have foreseen the possible impending doom of a Grisk invasion on the on the so galaxy we, itself?
1: But we already knew that the Grisk were pl- they were positioning themselves for an invasion. Like they were already crossing into Imperial space. Go back to book two of Thrawn, and that entire that entire book is about Vader and Thrawn going to Spire Outpost and and learning about the Grisk. That's that's what that entire book is about, and then into book three you learn even more. Like Thrawn knew about the Grisk in the Chaos, but they were supposed to stay there. But what they are is a nomadic battle tribe where they just go and they just conquer everything, and and they enslave other other alien races as their like as their to, for them to do their 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 wrongdoings. So. Yeah, like, I don't, like, he already knew that because, like, the Emperor already knew the Grisk were potentially coming to invade because Thrawn reported that back to him. So, like, the Emperor knew, but they haven't expanded on the the Grisk enough. Like, it's not going to happen in a cinematic scene. It might happen in a show, but... I also don't think
2: it's worth repositioning the emperor as this sort of hero after he's been painted to be the villain throughout the entire so, so Skywalker saga. No, the
1: em- the emperor the emperor oh wait, so you think this person's saying that like the emperor took over because he was yes. worried about the grisk? Yes. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> no. I hate that so much. No, the emperor wanted to go out into the chaos he wanted to take, he wanted to take out anything that was going to oppose him in his, in his, in his path for conquest and, and power. Like, yeah, he, the Gris, the only thing that he saw the Gris doing was stopping him from going out. He was going further past the Outer Rim. And that, and that, that actually worries Vader. One, because Vader doesn't know about this. The Emperor doesn't tell him. His own master doesn't tell him. This, but he tells he tells, uh, Thrawn this, which pisses Vader off. Makes him really mad, which is great. He gets very, very jealous. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then um, it actually worries him because he thought he thought the Emperor was just worried about the galaxy that they're in. And knowing that he wants to go out farther past that, those boundaries, to then continue taking things over, actually worries him a little bit which is really cool too.
2: <clears throat> Can we get a redrop yeah. video of Tim and his mando armor with the mando uh rifle hunting? Yeah, sure. I mean
1: like I I talked about doing um I talked about doing a, a calendar in my like just like Mando does dad things, like Mando changes his diaper, Mando cleans the pool.
2: I'm down for Mando that.
1: does the dishes. Mando mm-hmm. you, like mows the yard.
2: I think you should do that calendar
1: for like July or August to be me like Mando like flipping a burger.
2: Should, I, on should a grill. I see if we can do a calendar on the store?
1: That's what I wanted to do. I, I, like we were talking about it in chat the other day.
2: We should, all right. I'm, I, like I, want, I
1: was like if we but I'm going to make it like I'm going to make it like a, it like a, a donation goal for, for St. Jude's okay. Stream this the next year. Well they'll break so it. like so. we get we get X amount of dollars I will then do the calendar and it'll be like 12 12 different photos of me doing things that correlate to that month. Yeah. So no, like no, in December it'd be me like it'd be like Mando like like it'd be me like decorating a tree, or something silly, or like reading reading a book by the fireplace. You should
2: do that, and then for like the top ten donors of the block, you sign the calendar too. We'll, we'll figure it out. Just just a further incentive. Uh, Why did Mando seemingly leave his jetpack on Tython? I don't know. Uh, I know I, I know, know what you're talking about, but I don't know. I don't know. How do we know he didn't grab it before he got into Slave One? True. Uh what do you feel like a meeting between Bo and Boba will be like? I feel like that will would bring some serious insignificant? No, because if he's now if he fought with Death Watch, that means they know each other.
1: Wait. When did Boba fight with Death Watch?
2: We're assuming that is why if he was born on Concord dawn, okay, we're assuming, but go ahead, are we talk- but but we're but that's Django, we're talking
1: about bo like bo like oh, Boba. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. think-
2: but wouldn't she know by the I guess she wouldn't know by the armor because the armor looks different
1: no there's there's honestly it's 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 insignificant, like their meeting means nothing,
2: yeah, meaningless they I don't agree.
1: know each other they like they they didn't interact with each other, like Boba was a kid. Like during, like during, during that entire thing with with Bo and her sister and Death Watch, he wasn't a kid locked up in a in a Coruscant jail. Nothing.
2: Wild theory: Could Thrawn be trying to learn from Palpatine's cloning facilities on how to regain third sight? Navigators lose third sight so young. That's a Tim question.
1: I don't. I don't think cloning would be that. Would be. I don't Yeah, I don't think cloning would fix the third site issue or second site issues that they have. So the Chis Kevin, I know you haven't read the book yet, but at some so I did buy Chiss them. Naviga- Chis navigators are always female. And by t- by by the time they become a teenager, they've lost their ability to to uh to to see into the future, which is what the Chis call third site um, and so, and so, Ch- so, but like, but the, so, but there are, there are Chiss who don't lose that. So Thrawn, Thrawn has, he's force sensitive as well. He can see things into the future. Like he can, he he's able to understand how things happen. He says it's always based off of the art that he reads. Like he, he can read it anyway, by looking at their art at the same time, he's still able to, <clears throat> he's able to essentially See into the future and, and, and predict what his enemy is going to do. And so the Chiss people are force sensitive. Um, I think it's kind of like with the way that like with Grogu, how he like as he gets older without training, he starts to lose his abilities. Same idea. They don't understand the force. They just know it's there. They know it's a thing. They know they can utilize it until a certain age. So, I, th- I think it's the exact same thing. And then honestly, that clicked in my head when, when Ahsoka said that Grogu would just let him lose his powers. I was like, ah, that's like a Schist
2: Navigator. It was the same thing. So, I don't think cloning has anything to do with it. Tim, what are the two books you got at Target? Uh, one, of, one of my uh, viewers has been harassing me to know the names of them. They're over there. Hold on.
1: Ask another question.
2: That's it. That was the last question. So... You get. no one else left questions, and I closed window. It's called Darks, it's Star Wars Dark,
1: uh, myths, myths and Legends and Dark Fables.
2: That's it.
1: There we go.
2: Did you get that? <laughs> Chat, that's Star Wars and Scotch episode 27. Star Wars and Scotch, what you guys made me talk so much, I started losing my voice. The tragedy of not, not Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> Chad, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash rare drop. Do all the things. We're in the midst of the 12 days of King's Coast. Today's free shipping. You have a few hours left to get free shipping. If you try and do the overnight shipping, Wayne will come to your house and haunt you after the holidays. That's not how it works. You get standard free shipping. Uh, but thank you so much for supporting us. We appreciate it. As always, you can go to fb.gg darkness429 to hang out with Tim. He's live every morning around 8 a.m. Eastern ish. Not tomorrow, though. Not tomorrow. He's taking a day off. So you weren't going to want to go over there on Wednesday. You can check Summer out Pung Day. You can check out everything I do. Raredrop.co. Uh, that's our that's our our place for all the things. And a lot of the questions you guys asked tonight were stuff we've talked about in the past. So You may want to go back and listen to some old episodes. If you're if this is your first time here, or you haven't been here too long. Uh, we're on every major podcast network. We are on YouTube and you can just pull stuff straight from the website. If you go to podcast and click the Star Wars and Scotch button, I'm going to send us to hyperspace. Tim and I are going to get out of here. Oh, actually, wait, if I, I might get in trouble if I don't put up a oh. Patreon scene, I do oh. not want the CMO coming after me for not putting up the Patreon scene. So I'm putting up the Patreon scene that's going to list out a certain tier before Tim and I get get here. Uh, and I'm just going to kill some time while we do that. Uh, it's not scrolling. It's not, there it is.
1: <laughs> you did it, Kevin. Good job.
2: It wasn't scrolling. It scared me. And I didn't want Ben to come after me and, and, and hit me. Uh, we're doing a cool thing. This is the first time we're going to announce it. I don't mind telling you all. We're doing a special Patreon only Christmas Carol D D session. More info is going to drop on that, but it's going to be Patreon-only Christmas Carol D&D session. Uh, it's, going it's going to be, to be good. one of the silliest things we've ever done. It's going to be a one-off. Captain Robert is the DM. Uh, I have no idea how this is going to go. It's going to be great. It's it's like Christmas demons and stuff. Oh, we get to beat up Belschnickel. It's, I don't know what it is.
1: It's going to be so <laughs>
2: but uh but but yeah that's the uh that's the plan for that uh who do you want to raid tonight tim uh who is on let's see uh... let's read this guy he's playing lord of the rings online and i like him a lot oh okay fine Chad, as always we appreciate you you're all awesome thank you so much for supporting everything we do and even through a shitty episode of the mandalorian may, may the force, force be, be with you.
0: you support for this podcast and the following message come from coriant